Welcome to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer here. Really excited today to dive into the world of robotics education. There's a company called Imagine Robotify. The co-founder and CEO of that company is a gentleman named Adam Dalton. Adam is my guest today. Adam, welcome to Trending in Education. It's great to be here, Mike. I'm delighted to be able to talk to you about what's happening in the world of robotics, virtual robots, AI, and computer science and everything else. Yeah, it's good to be here on a Friday. Absolutely. Yeah, and it happens to be a Friday. Exactly. So for those of you who are listening to this on a day other than Friday, hopefully you can pick up on the Friday vibes, the Friday experience that will be an undertone to our conversation. We'll be talking about robotics, really interesting stuff, robotics education, STEM education, something we've talked about a lot on the show, but I think you might be the person who's most hands-on in this space that I've had on Trending in Ed. Just to catch folks up on who you are, Adam, can you give us your origin story, how you got to this point in your professional life? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I'm from Dublin in Ireland, in case anyone hasn't been able to tell from the accent. So born and raised here in Dublin. And when I was in high school, I started a business called Robotify with a buddy of mine, my co-founder, Evan Darcy. We met each other on the first day of high school, sat next to each other in science class and immediately hit it off. And I always tell a story, which is when I was younger, my mother, my brother, very, very musically talented, like really good singers, musical theater. You know, they've got a lot of creativity. And I was just as creative, but never, <laughs> never as good at singing, couldn't play an instrument. Really bad artist, like really bad. So I had this big imagination and I just didn't really know what to do with it. So I used to love Lego and imaginary worlds, you know, was big into Minecraft and all that stuff. Yeah. When I found coding, it was unbelievably powerful for me to be able to use my creativity to make something new and to have an impact on the world. And I started realizing that this is a really powerful tool that more students, more kids need to really understand more so for me because I was I thought it was so powerful to be able to start with nothing and in a couple of hours build something that you couldn't have imagined yeah I had found for me the first time a creative outlet that really spoke to me and made me feel really good and as I started looking into it more I was around 15 at the time I started to realize that there wasn't actually a lot going on in the ways of trying to help more skills develop in this industry but yet Every year on year, even in 2014, 2015, it was like, you know, there's more and more jobs available yeah. every year is huge skills gap. There's loads of stats, but one of the ones that stuck out to me is that by 2034, 47% of all jobs will be automated and replaced by some form of AI or robotic. Wow. Yeah. And that was an Oxford University study. And I think that was like a 2014 one, but even if that's wrong, it's somewhere. These skills. We don't need to know exactly how to code. We don't all need to be wizards with computer science, but I think it's important to understand why things are happening on the surface. So I'm 24 now. We started the business when we were in high school. So I said we were about 15 or 16. We started teaching kids in our local school about how to code using websites. Yeah. And so we essentially run a course on HTML, CSS, which are the languages behind making websites. And we basically found that some kids really love it. And your typical, your kids that are interested in computer science and STEM yeah. subjects like math and physics yeah. and all. But for the majority of kids in the class, 75% plus, it just really didn't resonate. And yeah. no matter how fun we try to make it, no matter how relevant we try to make it, just didn't resonate. And these are students that are 
in Ireland, big into sports. We have a national sport called Gaelic football and the GAA, Ireland and Gaelic football. And realistically, like those students weren't in the make a website. So like the musical kids or the yardy kids and or the kids who thought, you know, this isn't cool. It's like right. that really is a big notion we wanted to break. Hmm. No matter how hard we tried to make the content relevant, it just wasn't clicking. Instead of giving up a year later, we decided let's put our heads together and figure out if we could just make this coding thing like more accessible, hmm. more fun for students. Yeah. We could be onto something. And so we ran the same course and as an experiment, we said, okay, instead of it being a website that we teach students how to code, what if it was a robot? They're relevant. People know, you know, they're kind of intriguing, pop culture. You were even saying, you know, by the time 47% of our jobs are automating, somebody needs to be programming the automation into the system. You might as well be on the right side of history. Exactly. So we said, all right, let's give this a go. And we basically run the same course with a group of kids in our school. And we used to do after school on like a Thursday and a Tuesday or something like that. And when a student would run their code that they wrote on a computer, but they would see it come to life in the form of a robot. This is a physical robot. A robot, right? It was just a click, like a a spark went off. The excitement class was just, I still get, I actually still get goosebumps thinking about that time when we switched it on. Students from all different backgrounds, economic background. We grew up in North Dublin, typically disadvantaged areas. There's there's a lot of trouble that kids get into at a young age out on the streets. Yeah, There's a lot of connotations about coding that it's like, right. Nerds, right. you know, I was brandished one and, you know, and, and proudly, you know, and, and like we've been able to put that to good use. But the amazing thing to see was kids that, that were coming into the class, tough guy, you know, just, you know, just, what's this, I'm not into this. And then they'd click run their code and they'd yeah. see this four-wheel robot car run around the classroom and say, whoa, look at that. So I live in in, in Dublin still. And now that I'm 24 now, so what's that? About eight years or six, I don't know, something like about eight years. And we, I have kids come up to me, well, no longer kids, they're adults now. Like I'm getting down getting a coffee or in the local pub, you know, and I get a kid come up and say, hey, you know, I just want to say, I'm actually doing coding in college now. I'm in computer science. Like, yeah, I know, I know that kid. I know yeah. they hadn't got that spark. They're yeah. going to go robotics or coding or computer science. And it's actually about, you know, it's not just computer science. It's like the computational thinking, communication, the collaboration. And I think the whole concept of coding, when you use robots, it demystifies it. Over time, we realize that there's some things in robots that you just can't get around primarily cost, like the cost of hardware is so prohibitive for schools just simply can't afford to right. equip robots at scale. Yeah, not, not to mention the maintenance, like you're just getting regular school supplies, a exactly. classroom operational, let alone having a robot that works. Yeah. And you, as we said, we always say it's like 30, you've also got 30 screaming kids to deal with. And the best of scenarios, it's even though teachers love it, right. they actually scale this. And so yeah. instead of trying to reinvent the wheel and what we thought was just not solving the actual issue. There's lots of great companies that do great hardware. And we always say that's fantastic. Yeah. We're trying to operate in our own niche whereby we can provide every single student access to multiple virtual robots. Yeah. Virtual immersive 3D worlds all from the power of a browser. So that's what Robotify is. I know I got a while to get there and teaching kids how to code using virtual robots in immersive 3D worlds runs on Chromebook all in browser. And we've combined that with a powerful curriculum that's completely standard aligned. And it's all nice, nicely, neatly packaged up with a huge amount of educator resources that 
enable educators to launch at scale. And it means we're doing, you know, we're teaching students in self-guided curriculum. We have open-ended projects and also a brand new feature that we're excited to bring to the market, which is uh, robotics competitions in a virtual sense. Yes. Yeah. So, For Buzzword Bingo, you are doing extremely well. We have STEM education, we have robotics. We haven't talked about AI yet, but I feel like we just talked a little bit about VR and the metaverse simulations, the idea that going virtual in some ways may have accelerated you into this new and emerging space around extended reality, virtual reality. And if you can program a robot in a 3D browser-based experience, in some ways that's touching on a lot of the promise of the metaverse. Yeah. Any thoughts on, uh, on that area? Yeah, absolutely. I I feel, you know, my focus is, is pretty much purely education and K through 12. And as much as I like the idea of the metaverse, I think it's, it's a scary su subject, especially as a, someone who's building education products for yeah. kids that are actually in the most crucial stage of their development. We, we've done some work with, with Steve Wozniak and yes, we, we partnered with Steve on a partnership to build virtual drones in, in Robotify. And I think the term is like middle school is like almost the last best chance or the best last chance that you get to get some of these students convinced about this. The metaverse is an awesome concept. And I actually think like I'm one of, I'm a believer when you see some of the technologies that are being built around it, I think if you ignore all the bloatware and ignore all the hype, there's a lot of really great stuff being built in the metaverse, whether yeah. that's with or whether that's with, you know, web three creator economies. And I think where we're starting to see it come into education is I think for us, it's in the sense of consumers and especially kids are looking now more for experiences that grab their attention, mm -hmm. that are colorful, that are immersive. They're expecting that's where they're growing up. They're growing up in the metaverse in many ways. Mm -hmm. And so when we look out there. And we look to a coding market that has a lot of great solutions, some free, some paid, you know, we really don't see anything out there really that provides that immersive experience through the power of those 3D virtual robots. And we've really focused hard on that, those immersive worlds. Most of our tech is built, it's all built in browser. So we've got some brilliant in-browser simulation technology that's custom built for Robotify, yeah. which is different. We're not using something off the shelf. We're not trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. We're actually building the future. And I would say the metaverse in education will look so different. And, you know, we personally believe it has to be an extremely safe place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the way that, that we are, you know, our own version of our metaverse in, in Robotify is that our competitions where We've built uh, single player and multiplayer competitions into our platform, which enables students to compete at classroom, school, districts, yes. state, national, international, right. international level. <laughs> and this is awesome because this touches on another theme that we've talked about as a trend emerging around esports yes. and gamification of education experiences. I've also heard it referred to as stealth learning, where you're doing yeah. something you know, and, and you're getting into a flow state, you're getting into that level of engagement. And then without even paying attention to the fact that you're learning, you are acquiring skills, you are acquiring frameworks and mindsets that are useful throughout your life. Your thoughts on esports, the gaming revolution that we're in the middle of? I think it's amazing. You know, I have a lot of friends in, in, in gaming, lots of friends in the toy industry, educational robotics companies, mm. you know, all of that. It's like, what are we actually doing for the world? Actually huge amounts. You know, if you look back to your childhood, most people have really happy memories 
playing games with their friends. Yeah. It brings people together. And so the more we can start to scratch on any what's possible is exciting for me because it's a way for people to get into coding. Mm. And, and that's where I started, you know, where it was creating mods for Minecraft or starting to wonder, why does this do this? And with Robotify, we, we have a number of different things. So we've got gamified content. Our whole platform is built on three foundational pillars, learn, create, and compete. So you learn your content using our incredible resources, our educational content. You then create your own projects, which, you know, are open-ended. You can write algorithms, do whatever you want. They're all shareable with your classmates and you can work together. And then finally, we've got compete. And the way I like to describe Robotify compete is it's where esports meets coding. So the way you get better at the game is by getting better at coding. And the way you get better at coding is by getting, and it's this really amazing loop, like this almost perpetual motion. If you lose a battle, your job is you go back to try and get better. And there's this right. learn, create, compete loop that we've built into our platform. And it's just a really fun way for people to get into it. Yeah. It's weird. At the, when we were building out the feature internally, we've got a very competitive team of developers and we actually had to turn the feature off for staff because they were spending so much time right. trying to leaderboard like Pac-Man. Right. And I did see you, looks like you opened up uh, a league for administrators and teachers, more like an adult league, which actually makes sense too, because I did re I was, I did a little bit of my homework, Adam, and I did see that the adult can be a coach, but they're not actually committing code for the team. And then the other element that I thought was super relevant was that particularly for the team-based approach, it is collaborative and there is some meta awareness of the different roles that are useful in a team-based environment that to me connected very much to thinking about the future work and how does collaborative software development, product oriented work happen these days. It happens on teams. Those teams need to come together and figure out how to work coherently and yeah. then to connect that to the competitive element. I think you got a nice flywheel there. That feels like it's something you could ride heading into the 2020s at least, right? Uh, absolutely. Last year, Robotify was being positioned as the best way to learn coding, the best way for your skill to learn coding. And this year, we're 100% getting behind the mission that Robotify is the most fun and accessible way to learn computer science. It's a wider message around learning STEM, but specifically with Robotify, we're leading the way in the four C's of STEM. It's, it's critical thinking, collaboration, communication, and creativity. Mm -hmm. They're actually sometimes in the Robotify competitions, they have to work together on all of those, on, on all those concepts, whether it's creating a project, whether it's entering a competition, whether it's just learning. Yeah. And, and we're really excited that these are the skills that actually the workforce require. And we're doing that by teaching, like, for example, we have two languages on, on Robotify. We've got uh, Blockly, which is like the block-based programming for middle schools. And then we've got Python. This back to school, we've just released a Python coding course, mm. which I don't know, Mike, if you speak to many kind of people in the industry, but Python developers are yeah. going wildfire right now. There's so much demand. There's not enough people to fill the jobs. And I mean, this is the language of the future. And now we've got literal middle school students and elementary school students coding in Python. You know, we what are going into the workforce. Our mission is to empower basically all students to code the future now yeah. by learning how to code and learning computer science in a fun, wonderful, and accessible way.
Yeah. And we've got a really cool partnership coming soon. More, I'm sure, will be released about with uh, a premiere. So we agreed partnership many months ago and all of it's going to come to fruition with the Drone Racing League, which is one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Um, and Steve Wozniak as well. So we're doing some really cool stuff with drones and competitions and even possibly, you know, customizing your drone. We'll see. So there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. We're just really excited about all the stuff that's being built. It's all with a mind of just really getting students engaged with the topic. And I think getting those four C's of STEM and you touched on, we didn't speak about AI yet, but the name is Robotify. But as I said, it is true computer science. And for this back to school, we're, we're basically launching a huge amount of unplugged instructional content, which covers other topics like artificial intelligence, you know, bias, all that stuff, mm. even security, manage, password management, you know, yeah. online behavior. Uh, all of that stuff is essentially going live. Our hope as Imagine Robotify is to make Robotify equitable across race, gender, socioeconomic lines, doesn't matter. And it's just coding can be fun, wonderful and accessible for anyone. Um, yeah. yeah, it's becoming a lot of fun now. We actually won. So we won this year the best coding and computational thinking Cody award. And we were a finalist in the best virtual lab award. So it was a great recognition to be able to get for all the hard work that the team and team in Dublin and across the world are doing. Yeah. And the other aspect you mentioned, you know, imagine Robotify, you are at a point where you're looking to scale. You've grown over the past eight, nine years and really through the pandemic, that aspect of your story is certainly interesting, but then so is the idea that you're now looking to scale even more broadly and you're bringing in more help to do that. Can you help us understand what's going on there? Yeah, for sure. Actually, I, when I told my story, I think I should have told the part where it came full circle in November of 2021, just last year. We were acquired by Imagine Learning, which is the United States' largest provider of digital curriculum, a behemoth of a company that are doing unbelievable work, really across core and supplemental, trying to ignite learning outcomes for learners across the country. And since being acquired, the feedback, the actual engagement has just been phenomenal. Imagine Learning, obviously, the size that they are and the real foundation that they have, we're able to work together in an incredibly powerful way to bring better product experiences, better support experiences, just wider implementation that we would never have been able to achieve before. And so this back to school, we're seeing student numbers like we've never seen before. Across the country, customers are giving just brilliant feedback. We actually had recently, if I couldn't believe this, I'm just off a, a two-week kind of roadshow in the States, meeting customers, speaking with districts. Getting to know our airports, I believe. Getting to know the airports, yeah. It's about eight different states over eight days. It's a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. And your airports are way better than our airports. Trust me, we have long queues and we're making international news because the, the airlines don't like Dublin Airport. We were okay in the end, but the kind of behavior we're observing like, it's just so inspirational because when you're out there, we got, as I said, we got acquired November. We were a very small startup at the time. We got acquired now this expansive thousands of team members, incredible support. But the customers we're reaching now, the impact Robotify, you, you miss that because you're so, I'm so focused on growth. I'm so yeah. focused on better product experiences. So focused on providing value to customers that I never get a chance to say, what are we actually doing? You know, like what actually are we having an impact on the world? Like I talk about it all the time, but are we actually having an impact? And I was so touched to hear some of the like unbelievable stories 
about how people are using Robotify. And one of the best things I've seen, and so we, we did a pilot out of Michigan and there, there's an awesome video on imaginelearning.com on the Robotify page. And we have kids. So we have a main character called Axel, who's a virtual robot that operates on Mars. It's one of our flagship courses. It's really what put us on the map as a company. And Axel does a little dance when Axel gets a challenge correct on a coding challenge correct. Yeah. We have kids across America doing the Axel dance, oh, like yeah. jumping up out of their chairs when they get a challenge right, dancing. And I was like, you've made it when people think it's okay and fun to dance when they get yeah. a challenge. That's that, even that alone. And there's some lovely stories about kids that want to be, you know, roboticists when they grow up. The feedback has been so positive that. It just, it was so nice to hear when you're on your travels, you get a chance to reflect. And I think what Imagine Learning are doing with us is it's helping us. It's just helping us get to our mission. We always had a mission of empowering all young people to learn computer science in a fun, engaging, and accessible way. Yeah. But it wasn't possible with how small we were and it was going to take so long. But with the help of Imagine Learning, we're able to impact millions of students' lives and actually at the end of it all, make a positive impact on the world. So I think that was so powerful for me to hear as the person who actually made it. And I think one of the things that I always say that, you know, if someone says, why would we use you guys over the others? And yes, we may be owned by, you know, an incredibly large organization, but we were the customers, Mike. We were sitting in that classroom right. eight years ago. We know the fabric of the industry because we know the kids. Mm. We, we were there. And I think that appetite and that passion is in our team. It's in our culture and it's in our product. And the Imagine Learning have just brought it up another level. And now the experiences we're providing the customers is like we're bringing virtual robots to every classroom in America. So we're excited to continue that journey. Yeah, that's amazing. And then what are the challenges with programs like this is how does it fit into the limited time that everyone has? K-12 education is kind of rigid and where do you insert STEM and robotics and something more innovative, experimental? How's all that playing out for you? It's changing so rapidly, you wouldn't even believe it. Just last week, 500 CEOs of the biggest companies made a rallying call to the government to make coding a core subject. This will happen. Computer science will be a core subject in the next 10 years. I have mm -hmm. absolutely zero doubt about it. And now educators are finding creative ways to get it in, you know, whether that's as a supplemental after school program, right. whether that's in a, in a math lesson, a science lesson, this stuff is everything. It's four C's. It's the collaboration. It's a critical thinking. It's all of those elements that are boxed up in the form of Robotify. Yeah. They'll just make it easy for that. So we're finding teachers are super creative. Some schools, some states will actually have it on the day. They'll have it on the timetable. It's just, it's, it's really at the moment, it's amazing to see the demand for districts and district educators to get this tech in front of kids. Yeah. And, and so it really is at the moment, it's, it's, it's after school, it's fitting in and different subjects, but it will be core. Yeah. I, I really believe it. Yeah. Why do you have me at robot dances? You know, I, I, I've been appreciating the robot dance since the mid eighties, just to, to show you, show you my age. There's something genuinely interesting about this. We're really drawn to the narrative elements, the anthropomorphizing. And it's yeah. not on Honey Valley stuff, right? And it's not, we're not going to the point where we've placed a huge focus on our design and we're really purposeful about inclusive design, about yeah. design that encourages and promotes learning 
but all of our bots are fun, you know? Right. It's more like, it's like Wally or number five, not less less like Hal or the robot dogs from Black Mirror, which I still cleared him. Nightmare is about, but yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. It's a testament to you and your team, the growth that you've been providing and the way in which that's feeding directly into hopefully changing folks' outcomes around how they're thinking about themselves and their future work and life prospects. We're getting close to conclusion here, Adam. It's been an amazing conversation. As we're wrapping up, any final thoughts about what people should take away from this conversation? You know, I think the main thing is that you can actually learn about coding and computer science, and it's not a scary thing. It's not a black screen with green text and you know, the stuff out of movies, it's actually a topic that can be engaged with in a fun and healthy way. And the other thing as well is there's no pressure. There's the, the thing is about the world we're living in now. I really see a scenario when I see young people and I care about this extremely deeply. I see young people out there struggling with mental health, with, yeah. with, you know, with all the pressures of the world, with all the expectations that society has placed on them. And one of the things I really want to avoid is that learning how to code or learning computer science is one of those pressures. This is a nice thing. This is a fun thing. This is, you know, a positive engagement. And if you're not interested, that's absolutely okay. You're not going to be lost for it all. And actually, I think one of the things that is really healthy is I always give the example of the industrial revolution. Everyone was worried they're going to lose their jobs. Automation is going to come in. And then what happened? There was new jobs in factories and yeah. And then now we're just on the cusp of probably that next industrial revolution. Mm. And I think I am a very optimistic individual and I'm optimistic that new jobs will be created in service industries, you know, on that cutting edge of tech, but then also to support that. And if you're just not into coding, just don't worry about it. And honestly, it's actually a really fun thing. It's like playing a game and getting to create whatever you want in that game. And so I would just say with all the pressure that's out there, that society's placing on, on, on students on young learners and all the pressures they're feeling about exams and social media and all this stuff, coding is something you can actually control. And it's something that you can do in a fun way, but that doesn't have to feel like it's a pressure. Like this isn't, we're not telling you have to do this. You have to learn this or you're in trouble. No, it's really fun. If you never touch it again, at least you'll have had the experience of doing it. And yeah, I just think being conscious of how our young learners are interpreting new subjects, especially computer science, we need to position it right because there's already enough on, on their mind. So I'm really passionate about that and helping young people with their mental health in terms of how they're communicating with their peers and their, the people they can trust in their life and just being open and honest about that. But yeah, so look, I think the future is a bright one. I see amazing, talented students across the world. And what I will say as well is just to finish, computer science is not just being becoming a programmer. We used the skills we learned from learning computer science to launch and bootstrap our own business to successful acquisition. Yeah. Made our families better. We made our communities better. We made our school better. And we've, it's led to positive outcomes for society. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what you can use the skills you learn in this is to make an, a difference in your community, to your family, to your future. And maybe, maybe that's not entrepreneurship, but it will be something. And even if that's not just being coming a computer scientist, there's loads of options out there that you can apply these skills to. Yeah. That's why kind of leaving you with those thoughts, Mike. Awesome. Amazing stuff from Adam Dalton, the the co-founder and CEO of Imagine Robotify, a company that's making things happen in the world of robotics education. Adam, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. Thank you so much, Mike. It was a pleasure. For our listeners, if you're out there, you enjoyed this, please write us a review, 
Tell your friends, do all the good things. We'll be back again soon. This is Trending in Education.